Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to the show. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? Karen, I'm excited. We are still in the process of rebranding. Yes. And I'm just excited about all the change. Oh, that's good. I am too. Mm -hmm. Um, I need a name uh, for today's show, and I'd like a female name, please. Okay. I'm going to choose Yuri. Yuri is a young girl. She looks to me like she's in her late teens, and she asks me for medium. We have about a half hour together, and she says that she'd like me to talk to her grandmother. So her grandmother came through right away, clear as a bell. And Kel, you know when when someone comes through and all you can feel is how much they loved their human being Mm -hmm. and how you just get this head-to-toe feeling of love and like... I don't know how else to describe it, but it's pretty overwhelming. Like sometimes it's so strong, I want to cry. Mm-hmm. And I want to cry out of joy, but also because I just want to sink into that love and I kind of don't want to get into the rest of the session. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I think I want to cry because I don't want it to end. Mm-hmm. So her grandma said to me, I lived across the ocean when she was born. Would you like to see the ocean, Karen? (laughs) And I said, "Um, sure. If that's what you'd like me to do today, then why don't you do that? Why don't you show me the ocean? Because honestly, Kelly, 
um, as a human being, I am still enthralled with what the spirit guides can do to, to manifest that, to show me an ocean. And she said, I lived in Europe. So I asked her, I said, Yuri, I said, uh, your grandma says she was in Europe. Is that correct? And she goes, yes, it was. And I said, well, I said, she's telling me that when you were still quite young, just a toddler, she moved to your country across the ocean and she moved in with your family. She's telling me that she lived as part of the family. So I said to her grandma, did you live like in a granny suite? Like, can you give me more particulars? And she said, no. She said, I wasn't in a granny suite. She says, I lived in the house with them. I was part of the family. And I said, oh, I said, well, where I live, some people make it like what they call a granny suite. And we refer to that as your own home or your own privacy. And that you might have some... You're explaining this to the guides? I was, yes. You are so arrogant. (laughs) I just realized how funny that... Like she might not have known. Oh my God, Kelly. I just realized how humorous that was. Okay, thanks. It was it wasn't just the look of incredulous I can't remember how to say that word. Um, it wasn't just the look on your face. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, who are you talking to that you think she doesn't know what a granny suite is? Yeah. Okay, so yes, so she does know and that was my stupidity. So moving on. <laughs> I asked her to give me more particulars about how she lived and she said I had a bedroom next to her. Like I just was in the house. Like there was no separate quarters for me. We used the same bathroom, the same kitchen. We lived together. She says, you could call us roommates, like that kind of idea. And I said, okay. I said, I I understand. So I asked Yuri if that was true. And she said, yeah. And I said, okay. I said, "Um, I'm just going to continue and listen to whatever your grandma wants to tell me today. And then her grandmother starts to show me um, balls of yarn. And she shows me all kinds, Kelly, like just scads of them in all kinds of colors and materials. And then she shows me what I think are different kinds of needles, like for knitting, crocheting. And I knit, but I don't know all of the needles. So I can't say she knit, she crocheted, she did this, she did that. I just said she's showing me all kinds of different types of yarn. And Kelly, some of them look like string, like colored string. And she showed me like um, a hoop within a hoop. Mm -hmm. And then she put pillowcases in front of me and like a thin white cotton or a a creamy kind of cotton. And she she just put like a whole bunch of these things in front of me and she would run her hands over it so I could see her hands. And she would run her hands over it. so that I could see how much love there was in using these things and spending time together. So I said, Yuri, I said, your grandma was really crafty, eh? And she goes, yeah, why'd you say that? And I told, so I told her, I said, well, I said, she's showing me, and I said what it was. And then she goes, do you mean that you can see my grandma? And I said, well, and, and, like, and, I, and I'm thinking, how do I tell a teenager that I can only see her grandma's hand? Like, Jesus, that's sometimes all we see of the human sitting on the other end of Zoom. That's true. I don't think that's a weird message at all. Oh, that's cool, Kelly. 
Thank you. Whether they know how to set up their own Zoom camera or not. Right, because sometimes all we see are their nostrils. Yeah. Or the under- or the ceiling of their yeah. place that they're sitting in. <laughs> or their boobs. Yeah. Totally. Now, I want to go back. so true. I want to ask you a question because you're saying that she has her hand over top of these craft supplies. Yeah. And then from a listener's perspective, it sounded like you made the assumption that this was over quality time because I didn't hear where her grandmother said this was something we did together. Mm -hmm. So was this an inner knowing on your part? Yes. This is an inner knowing. And I love what you're doing. So this is an inner knowing that they spend time doing it together. I get to see her grandma's hand. So I get to see the ring on it. I get to see the watch. I get to see the jewelry, right? I get to see that there's a stone and that there's a color in the stone. Um, so I get to explain those things. And Yuri gets to go, oh, yep, that's that's my grandma. That's her ring. I remember the ring. Hmm. Um, or yes, she wore a watch. And you know what, Kelly? It reminded me of my own Mamera's watch because it was one of those black. Remember the thin mm-hmm. Um, band that it had, and it was a small silver face with like a yellowish piece of paper for the face <laughs> with the black. Generations are listening to this yeah. being like, how did you measure your steps then? <laughs> right. Well, this watch would have probably been one of the very first watches mm-hmm. ever made, I would think. Um, and you you had to take your finger and wind it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I am. Old. I am that old. <laughs> So she had to wind up the watch. So I'm just, I'm telling her this, eh? I'm saying, you know, your grandmother had this watch. And she goes, you know what, Karen? She says, you're describing my grandmother's watch. And she says that she wore, but it was her mother's. Mm. And she says, so you're actually describing like a really, really old watch. Because remember, my client is like in her around 16, eh? So she says, so you're describing my great-grandmother's watch, who I never met, on my grandmother. And I said, okay. And she goes, I really, really like this. So then I smelled black licorice. And I said to her, oh, God. I said, I can smell something. And she goes, oh, what do you, what do you smell? And I said, uh, black licorice. And I said, oh, just a second. I said, I, I can see a drawer. And I said, she's pulling out a drawer. And she goes, oh, this is really fun. What else do you see in the drawer? And I said, nothing. I don't know what's in the drawer. All I can see is black licorice. And she goes, oh, she says, I think I get why. And I said, what do you, why? You'll have to help me out here. I said, I don't know what's going on. She goes, well, I would sneak into my grandma's bedroom, <laughs> which was kind of supposed to be off limits for privacy. But I was allowed to go in there to get licorice. And she says it was in one of my grandmother's drawers. And I knew which one. And that was the only drawer I was allowed to go in. So it makes sense that she's not showing you everything else that's in the drawer except the licorice. And then right away, Kelly, just as she's explaining the last piece of it to me, I can smell humbug candies. And humbug candies is so significant for me, for my own childhood. So it's a good, it's a good reference system. I don't need to see them. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be told they're humbugs. I know from my own childhood with my own mamere, from her having stashes of humbugs in the house in a little dish, right? Mm -hmm. And I smell them, and honest to God, Kelly, I just wanted to cry because instantly I can think of my own mamere and all of the love that my mamere had for me 
And then I can feel all of the love that this grandmother has for Yuri. And I feel in that moment so connected to Yuri in the knowing of how beautiful it feels to be loved by your grandmother. Mm-hmm. And just just that that warmth, right? Just that beauty. Then it changes entirely and I see a map. And the grandmother shows me the map and she puts her hands on the map and she's got these little pins that I remember my mom having when she sewed. And they had little um, heads on them, and some of them were black, and some of them were white. Like push pins? Yes. And the grandmother takes the black ones, and she puts them in certain parts, like certain places on the map. And she says to me, these are the places we've been. And then she takes the white ones, and she puts them on the map, and she says, these are the places that we want to go or we're considering. And then she goes, but just wait. Don't tell her that yet. You need to see a couple of things. Here's our book. And so she puts this notebook down. And it's just one of those regular, good old-fashioned Hillroy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe if people are old enough, they're going, oh, I remember Hillroy yeah, books. <laughs> <laughs> you are too. Okay, good. Well, some of our listeners will be old enough. And some of them might have to pull out their iPhones and Google a Hillroy notebook. (laughs) You go ahead and do that. So her grandmother takes out this notebook. And when I look down at the book, I can see that it says, make a plan. And I said to Yuri, oh, I said, she's got this map in front of me. And I said, she's got a book. And I said, when she opens the book, I can read the words, make a plan. And she goes, oh my God, Karen. She goes, you got to be kidding me that you can read that. And I said, why? And she goes, well, I don't understand how you can read something that you have never seen. And she says, so this is really neat. And I'm going to explain it to you in a minute. Or do you want to know now? And I said, no, I said, just give me a minute and I'll see what else she can tell me about it. So then she explains to me that they had this big tradition, this big thing they love doing. She t- like where they would pick a place they wanted to go. And it could be the zoo. It could be the library right in their own city. It could be to go to another city in the, in the country they lived in. It could be to go to another country or another continent. But they always would put it down and they'd make a plan. And the plan would be that they had to research it first. So her grandmother was teaching her that when you go to another country, you just can't pack up and go to another country. You have to know what their rules are. You have to know what their laws are. You might go there and find out that they didn't like the color of your skin or they didn't like the tone of your voice or, or pardon me, the language you spoke or maybe some of the customs that you did, like you might chew gum and you, you, maybe you're not supposed to chew gum in that country. Or like, I don't know, like her grandmother just taught her that you had to research before you went someplace and that you should figure out the things that you would need for yourself, but that you also needed to learn about where you were going and the people or the situation and try to anticipate what you need. And so this was part of the fun because she was teaching her to do some research way before, um, I would say like way before she was old enough even to use the internet yet. 
And then as Yuri got older, she would use the internet and they would use it together to do more and more research. So she was, Yuri was so excited to hear that her grandmother was bringing up her memories so that she could say, here's this book. And she didn't say whether she had it or not. And Yuri said to me at one point, am I allowed to ask questions? And I said, yes. And if I don't know the answers, I'm just going to tell you I don't know the answers. And she goes, well, I don't understand. Why wouldn't you know the answers? Don't you know everything? And she wasn't mean or rude. No, I think at this point in her session, I would assume that you know everything. Yeah. Given the level of accuracy. Yeah, me too. I would just assume you have access to everything. Okay, that's very fair. Um, So I said, no, I said, I don't have access to everything. And there might be tons of questions about the book or what was on a certain page or what were some of the places that you looked up. I said, I'll never be able to know. And she said, well, why wouldn't you be able to just ask? If you're talking to her, why can't you just ask her? Why would she refuse you? And I said, Yuri, that's not something I have an answer to. I don't know why they give us such accuracy for some things. And then they totally won't tell us anything about something else like at all or why they stop telling us something in in a story where you want more information. I said, I really don't know. That's not entirely true. I think you don't know a universal answer, but we get answers for pretty Mm. much everyone that we get a, we're we're going no further. Right. The guides will say like. That's true. A, they don't get to know this or this isn't something I want to share, mm-hmm. or in my human life, this isn't something I would have wanted people to know. If I tell her this information is going to compromise her relationship. Like mm-hmm. we get yeah, we get responses for a lot of things when we are, you know, given a brick wall. Mm-hmm. So I gave her that answer. I said, you know, you might get an answer, you might not. So she asked some questions about the book that I didn't get answers to. And she seemed to be quite okay with that. And I got super distracted as she was asking those questions um, because I could see birds coming into the backyard. Now, these are real birds in my real backyard. And her grandmother says, I am the birds for her and take a peek, like really pay attention. It's a certain bird. So I had to wait a little bit. I had to ask her to give me some time because they were in the trees, but I couldn't see them clearly. And I I don't know the names of all kinds of birds. So I said to her, your grandmother's telling me that that she she loves birds. And she goes, oh, yeah. She says, continue. She says, that's a lovely story too. And I said, um, I really don't know the whole story behind it, Yuri. She's just bringing birds into my backyard. And I said, they're the little tiny black, white, gray, and blue birds. And she goes, oh, those are the chickadees. And I said, possibly. <laughs> I said, I'm going to go with with yes, if that's what you think they are, because they're small and perhaps that's it. And she goes, well, Karen, I'm going to text you a picture later if you let me to, or I can email you a picture. I'll show them to you. And I said, well, I can I can research that. I'll look them up after. And she says, can I tell you why? And I said, yeah. She says, my grandmother and I would sit at any season at all and look outside, and she would teach me the birds. She didn't teach me the bird calls. I don't know anything like that. But she said, I know probably about a dozen birds in our local area because my grandmother taught me them. She would tell me about the birds and what they feed 
And we would go outside and we would try to bring them near us as close as we could get them to come to us by putting different types of food in our yard and then on the deck and then in our hands to see, to see if we could get them to sit on our body. So she says, I really like it that she, that she brought up the birds for us. And as this is just coming to an end, um, I can hear music and I cannot remember the name of the song, but I know it's swing music and my feet start moving as I'm sitting <laughs> at my desk and I'm, I'm not moving them in, um, side to side kind of way in a big way. It just feels like I'm tapping. So I said, um, I can hear swing music. And she goes, oh, she goes, that's fantastic. She goes, that's a really good memory. She goes, I'm really liking this. She goes, what are you listening to? What is it? Can you sing it? And I'm like, um, no, because I'm not a really, <laughs> I don't remember words to songs, but I said the tune kind of goes like this. I tried to give her the tune of the song, which is a really popular song in swing music, big band. And she goes, oh, she goes, I know the music. And I said, well, can I explain something? I said, my feet are tapping on, on the floor under my desk as I'm talking to you. And she goes, I know why. And I said, why? She goes, because my grandmother was a tap dancer. Mm. And she goes, you're literally tapping your feet? And I went... Yes, and I am no tap dancer. Mm -hmm. Can confirm. <laughs> oh, God, Kelly, we had such a laugh. Mm -hmm. She says, I don't understand how your feet are moving. I don't understand, like, does my grandmother get in your body to move your feet? Or do you, like big band music, and you would just feel like you should tap your feet to the music. I don't understand. And, oh, why were you shaking your head? Uh, I'm, I think I'm processing her question as you're saying it, and I'm thinking, oh, what would I have done in a channeling situation? But as someone who doesn't do either of those things, my first thought wouldn't have been to tap to big band music. It would have been to mm -hmm. um, move them in motions of like a Lindy Hop or, yeah. you know, the, the, the swing dancing, right? Instead of going straight to tap. So that, that has to be where that energy is taking over your limbs and making you tap so that you connect the dots and get the affirmation. Okay. Because it's a different motion altogether. Yeah. And I mean, I, if people have listened to the podcast, I've said before, I think at least in some of the podcasts, that I learned how to do ballroom dancing, but I've never done tap dancing ever. So you're spot on right. My thing would be to go into a jive. That's what I would want to do if I heard swing music. Mm -hmm. I'd want, I'd go right into a jive. Yeah. So I explained that to her. I said, I haven't got a clue how to tap. My inclination would be to go in and jive. I want to mm -hmm. do that with my feet. So I said, this is unusual for me, and it's why I'm telling you. So we thoroughly enjoyed the fact that her grandmother was using my body to give her some of her messages mm -hmm. or to get my attention to give her some of these messages so that I could understand something and pass it along. And you know, Kelly, it makes me wonder sometimes like how, how present you and I have to be. <laughs> I would have said the opposite. Oh, 
how out of our minds we have to be. How out of our bodies we have to be. Okay. It's a channel, right? You're literally yeah. moving out of your own way to make your body a vessel for whatever it is they're trying to communicate. They move your mouth. They move your vocal cords. They move your limbs. They move your facial expressions. It's, it's just... You are not there. Okay, and, and, and I'm going to word it from a different perspective, but I 100% agree with, agree with yours. I was going to say that we have to be present for the client and for the person who's passed over, the dead person, because I can't be in my mind thinking about my grocery list. I can't be hmm. thinking about making yeah, okay. my dinner or um, that Parker's in the living room barking or um, is my delivery going to come today from Amazon or something? Mm-hmm. Like, so when I was thinking of that, I was thinking that I have to be present. Um, and I love your interpretation of the fact that you're so present, you're not present. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic. I would agree with yours 100% as well. Yeah, thank you. And I don't know how to really do this in a beautiful way for listeners to transition in this podcast, but all of a sudden I smell earth. I know I'm dancing here, so people are like, wait a minute, you've lost me. You're dancing. (laughs) Your feet are tapping, you're hearing music. And then you're smelling earth, and it's like, yeah. So now you have to all of a sudden shift your focus, right? You, I know you get this, how quickly we have to shift. So I smell earth, and it's like I feel sand on my skin. And you know how beautiful that is in the summertime when you feel sand when you're at the beach? Mm-hmm. And then I just feel like it's on my feet. I feel like it's on my back. And shoulders, and it's just a warm, beautiful feeling. I can feel sunshine. And I shouldn't be feeling this because it is winter. I'm sitting in my house, fully clothed, <laughs> like sweater, track pants. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense to be feeling this way, but it is what I'm feeling. So I said, Yuri, I said, I know you're looking at me and I'm wearing all these clothes. And she goes, Yeah. I said, I know you know that where I am, it's wintertime, but I feel like it's in the middle of summer. And I said, would it bring back a memory to say that either you or your grandma has sand all over you? (laughs) And she goes, hell yeah. And I said, why? And she goes, it's such a cool memory, Karen, of going to beaches locally here. And when our family did go on vacations back to where my grandma was from overseas in Europe, And she says, when we would go to the beach, my grandma would bury me in the sand. And she says she would just take the sand and she would pour it over me slowly and gently. Not like you're trying to bury somebody alive and you're trying to scare them, but just this beautiful day at the beach where somebody's just pouring sand on your skin Mm -hmm. and it feels warm. You know, sometimes it feels warm. Sometimes it feels the coolness of the sand Mm -hmm. and how sand can change from the coolness to the heat. And I said, I can feel that. And I said, I can feel the way that that she pours it on you is, is done slowly so that it just feels beautiful and caring. And she goes, yeah, she goes, because it was really fun. It was something that we, do, we would do. And she'd say, okay, come on, sit down on the beach. It's time to bury you. Cute. <laughs> and it was a fun thing that they did at the beach until she hit a certain age. So as I see them sitting together on the beach, 
her grandmother takes out this little bag of um, humbug candies again. And I said, oh, I already gave her that message. And she Oh, goes, my God, you arrogant little shit. That's twice today. <laughs> That's I true. Cannot, I cannot believe you it's are Karen Sarlo so, right now. It is so true. Okay, this is not my proudest moment, but I'm just going to continue the story because this is the truth and it's how it went. So she shows me the humbug candies again. And she says to me, um, can you tell her thank you for the humbug candies? And I said, yeah. She says, Karen, when I showed them earlier, you didn't give her the message. You didn't hear me. And I said, oh, okay. I said, what didn't I hear? And she says, you didn't hear me say thank you. Um. Or you heard me and you didn't give her the message. And I went, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I said, "Um, I'll tell Yuri that. And I said, Yuri, I said, your grandmother wants me to tell you that I've made a mistake and that um, she brought back the bag of humbug candies on the beach. And she says that I'm to say thank you for the bag of candies. Yuri then explains to me that she and her mom went out and bought a bag of candy of the humbugs, put them into a plastic bag with a twist tie, because that's the way her grandmother did them. Mm -hmm. And she put them into the casket at the funeral (laughs) to be buried with her grandma. Mm-hmm. And it was her way, I guess, of saying, you know, this is something we did together, and I know you like your candies, and I want you to have your candies wherever you go. Lovely. Yeah, it was a beautiful session. Mm-hmm. So we finished Cal. That was um, nearing the very end, and her grandmother um, just told her that she loved her and that she was okay on the other side. Mm-hmm. And Yuri said, you know... That's what I want to know. I want to know that she's okay and that she got the candies and that she loves me. Those were my things today. Lovely. So she just thanked me and we were done. Like, I'm so proud, Kelly, that I got to do that as much as (laughs) I didn't do some things right in that session. I'm so glad that you can still sit there eh, as as mediums and get told by the spirit world you forgot something. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you didn't hear me. <laughs> you missed this message. And that we can just sit there and go, oh, sorry about that. And that we can still be there and be present enough to go, okay, and still do it. Mm-hmm. Not be embarrassed and choose not to say it, not, not to want to admit it. Cool. Right? Yeah. Well, thank you. I think... We all needed a heartwarming story that was full of love. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Well, we wish everyone a happy Saturday. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.